0: Welcome to Imperfect Parenting. I'm Ariel Green Anderson.
1: My name is Mats Anderson.
0: We're bringing you raw, real, and unfiltered stories from around the world.
1: Are you an IP parent?
2: And then I started thinking about Paul again. And then I felt like, you know, maybe he has all these different ways of thinking Mm. and I'm trying to still figure that out and uh, I figured maybe you know I have so many parents and friends who have autistic children so I was thinking maybe I can try to figure out a way to do a series kind of focusing on like what an autistic kid sees or what Mm -hmm. we see when we look at an autistic kid because when you look at him You don't have no idea that he is autistic just because he looks like a normal kid. He kind of plays and he runs around and there's no like disability that you could see physically. That was Susie
0: Renansky-Kohot and we can't wait to hear your inspiring story and share all of that with you guys. Uh, It was a great conversation that's coming up just in a little bit. I just wanted to mention right now, those of you who go down to Susie's art studio during the Silicon Valley Open Studio, you will get a special gift for mentioning Imperfect Parenting Podcast, just a little piece of art to take home. And if you want a big piece of art, You will get a discount. Yes, it's true. We love you guys. And we know that if you're going down to connect for autistic community, it's also super brave to go down there. And if you're just going for the art, it's not just art. It's color and inspiration and people are doing great things. 33 artists at the Alameda Artworks and they are down in San Jose at 1068, the Alameda um, in California. That's the AlamedaArtworks.com if you want to check it out and get better directions. And third weekend in May, you guys, go on down there. It's going to be worth it. 33 artists, men and women, putting their heart and souls into some incredible pieces. Um, And that's just, I love that color. It's just great for spring and summer. Launch us into the next phase of things. Um, So without further ado, here we go. Hello, Susie. You're in California. You're in Mountain View. I'm in Prague right now. Is that right? Okay. Or have you moved San now? I... <laughs> San Jose. Okay. San Jose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so tell us a little bit about you before we get started. We had a little, it's nice to connect in with you, but tell our audience about you in this moment.
2: Me in this moment. Well, I'm yeah. a mama. you <laughs> very, like, uh, high energy boys yep. so they're three and five and they cause a lot of stress but they're also a lot of fun at the same time and then also I've been doing a lot of painting so I started my own art studio well I didn't start my own art studio I started working in an art studio with a bunch of other artists and so that's kind of like my therapy that I need from my two kiddos sometimes. <laughs> so, but uh, other than that, we're just living life in California. And uh, it's kind of a lie. I actually have three boys if you count the dog. So, <laughs> Well, four if you
0: count all the men in the house. But yeah, <laughs> that's true. In moments, yes, in moments. <laughs> in moments.
2: <laughs> well, the fourth one is not so available all the time. So. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Got to make the
0: money, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Never thought I'd hear myself saying the same thing sometimes, but that's true. It's true. It's um, it's tricky, and especially I know a lot of the times we were just having this discussion with one of my neighbors. Uh, there's always one person where it's like, "Is it makes sense if a uh, childcare and preschool and all the other things like often how much they are and uh, not having someone supporting that." either full or part-time supporting that one of the parents, it's just so expensive to, you know, to put your yeah. kids in 10 hours a day and you don't really necessarily even want to do that all the time. Uh-huh. So it's, a, uh, it's not always the uh, best choice to have both parents working full-time all the time, you know?
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Especially well,
2: for us, kind of tough because Paul, you know, he was diagnosed with autism last summer. And so it's been really hard to try to find like additional care for him and You know, we've had sitters that dropped out on us. Really, school dropped out on us, so it's just been kind of like, you know. So then we kind of made the idea or the the call that I'm going to try to stay at home with them and try to get all the support that we need for him. So,
0: well, that's got my whole body is in chills. I'm not even sure why, (laughs) but when you started to talk about that, I think partly because last summer when I met up with you, um, you were just at the edge of that finding that out. Mm-hmm. I remember you had been saying that you were like, I know something's different here. And we had talked about when you, you know, at some point talking to our audience about your journey and your experience. And when I saw your art that you were creating, it seemed like there was something <laughs> shifting. No, there was something. And I see it even in your eyes right now. God, I feel emotional. Just looking at you. I just get like uh-huh. happy and excited at the same time. <laughs> I, I am actually teary right now, but uh, you know, I, I, I have a lot of friends and clients and people in my life since I don't know the last 40 years I would say who uh are on a journey with a kid on the spectrum or or autism and and the, all the points along the way and um I'm just wondering if if you know as much as you're willing to share I would love to hear how your journey has been in the last almost year now since I've seen you um mm-hmm like before and what was challenging before you even knew that he was diagnosed and then how it's been. And now you're in this whole sort of what I consider like a blossoming phase of, of working with your, your reality, your emotions. I don't know. I would like to hear what's happening with your art in relationship with that because it seems like there's something really special happening there. So would you share that, that journey with us? Because what you talked about last year sounded strong and it seems like it's been expanding since then. So. Yes.
2: <laughs> well, I think as, as far as Paul, who's now five, we knew that there was always something going on with him that was a little bit different because just how he was very, like, moody and he just did not want to be touched and he was always, like, flailing his arms. And uh, I think it was about 18 months when we were, like, I think more my husband than me, he was yeah. like, I think something else going on with Paul. And nobody really thought anything of it and the only things that we kept getting back or the feedback that we were getting back was from family that we're not strict enough or that we don't mm. want to, um, <laughs> that we should like lay him down to sleep when he's, cr- you know, crying, that we should not be rocking him because,
0: Like you know, leaving we, him to cry kind of thing or yeah, cry it out.
2: He's, you know, like as we've learned along the way, he's got a lot of sensitivities and being an autistic that he needs a rocking motion to kind of like level down. Or to kind of make his anxiety level a lot right less.
0: Self soothing, I guess, is uh, that we what they can
2: now yeah. have a swing that he can go swinging on. We have a trampoline that he can jump on, and it is actually like it helps, which is kind wow. of like remarkable in some backwards kind of way. And so we kind of went along this path, and then Pat Paul got a little bit older. He was about two, and I needed a break because I think having him at home and just having these like intense mood swings and he wasn't verbal. He wasn't talking. He wasn't really communicating. We were trying in sign language. He wasn't catching on. So he had like kind of a learning delay, but we didn't even really know it at the time. We couldn't verbalize it. So I put him in a part-time preschool and he lasted there about a year and they had no idea how to handle him.
0: Wow. But a year is pretty long actually.
2: Yeah. Well, there was a lot of times where they needed to talk to us and they said he would have outbursts and he would be yelling and screaming and he'd be hitting other kids and they would be giving him like these traditional untraditional Uh timeouts they they would be sitting him in like a high chair in the middle of the playground and that was his timeout which is so bizarre to me weird (laughs) you're thinking that you know these people are supposed to be trained with childhood development and behavior and psychology Mm. but i think that's uh the daycare that he was in was very bare bones, you know, yeah. and I think they yeah. did the bare essential education to run this facility, so, and uh, they basically booted him out when he was three years old, and then we were stuck, and we didn't know what to do, and the only good thing that actually, that came from that, it actually led us on this path to try to find some support through the state okay. of California. So they kind of let us on this path. They're like, you could get them like tested through the school district. So we had no idea what that even meant. Right. Uh,
0: and who so said that? The The preschool said that? Or who said you could that, do that?
2: That's a, the daycare that we were oh, at. Oh, the daycare. Okay. So, so we started, I started researching all different paths that we could go on. And I emailed and I, and then I actually left a few messages at our school districts. And I just sounded like a stumbling, bumbling idiot because I'm like, So I hear that maybe you can look at our kid and maybe, like, do some sort of analysis or assessment of him. And maybe he qualifies for a program. I don't even know if he's, like, old enough to go to preschool. And some sweet lady called me back, and she's like, yes, you know, this is exactly what we do. It's a state-run program. And they'll come out, and they'll assess him, and they'll do all these different tests, and they'll see if he's qualified for the programs that the school provides and I said well what does that even mean and they said well you know it could be as little as like one hour that we would be like meeting with him and kind of like I don't know like a psychology thing which I don't even know what that really meant at that time just kind of right. meeting with him and kind of like give us like behavioral pointers or like some kind of parent training and they said it could be as much as it he would be enrolled in the school full-time and going to classes and right. so we didn't think that he would actually qualify because he doesn't seem like when the average person meets him, they're like, "Oh, he's just like a like a rascally kid or just kind of a behaved <laughs> kid." And that's what I was thinking that they were going to come back, but then they came back with uh, after testing him and assessing him. They took a They took a few months. Oh wow! But then that you know they don't actually diagnose kids, um, but they just said that he does have a learning delay and that they want to take him, and they want to do school full-time, which at which at that point just meant 8 to 11, and they enroll him into, like, the special day class, or he also got what's called an IEP, which is an Individual Education Plan. So okay. kids that they find have either behavioral issues, or they have learning disabilities, or that there's something going on, like a physical disability, they're there to kind of support your child, so... He started going there for our summer session, and they were helping him with language as well. He had the speech therapist, and they did occupational therapy, and he did that for the summer, and then we had some time off, and then he's been now in this preschool through our school district for two years, and now he's going to go to kindergarten, and this IEP is still following him around. (laughs) Is it the same one, or
0: it's a program? I'm I'm sorry. It's a
2: program that's... Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a program for the state, like I said. Okay. And I think every state here in the U.S., they have something similar. So if I fly back home to Pennsylvania, you know, yeah. I talk to friends, I know what an IEP is because they're working for the school district there too, so...
0: Gosh, but how many moms must be going through or have gone through the same thing where they they just don't even know that there are resources out there? Yeah, and you. that you kind of and, and how stressful that must be to think about how am I supposed to figure this out? And and uh, and how did it take to, like, so many months? What were they doing exactly? Like it was just meeting with them or?
2: It's interesting. I started going to like some kind of like a parent meetups who okay. have kids on the spectrum, and it's like all over the spectrum, right? Right. Paul is high functioning. So like in that, that bucket means that we have problems of our own where like all these behaviors come out like that he's misbehaved or he doesn't know how to socialize with kids or, um, and that's kind of a stress in itself because sometimes, you know, we go to a playground and he doesn't really quite know like how to start playing with a kid or he doesn't know how to ask for toys or, you know, he just starts getting really anxious. Like, you know, like I was just watching a video the other day. And they were, like, showing autistic kids, like, this busy playground. And, like, for you and I, it's been, like, typical people. Were, like, whoa, there's so many kids and they're just having so much fun. But, like, the autistic kid, they kind of look at it and they just see these, like, geometric shapes. They just see, like, mm. the whole, like, rope kind of ladder thing. And they're, like, there's a lot of squares Yeah. in this place. And it's interesting because Paul, like, sees, like, these shapes, too, where I don't see them, you know, right off the bat. But, like, I have to think in, like, a completely different way. And that also means, like thinking in a completely different way to like try to kind of have him less anxious. So if he gets really anxious, you have to like really squeeze him. It looks like I'm like hurting him, but it's just like this pressure that he needs on his body to kind of help like knock that, him down a little kind bit. Kind of
0: ground him in a bit. And...
2: Yeah. 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 So
0: Well, that's, that's challenging because I mean, I think the thing that parents will look forward to, if it's a like the playground where you and I met, the idea of that particular playground is that you can relax a bit. It's, it's gated in where the kids can't get in and out too easily. There's only a couple of entrances in and out. And a lot of parents just sort of sit down and go, okay, now I can just sit back and my kid will oh. do whatever. It must be <laughs> a completely different world for you, which means you must really need to find a way for you to decompress
2: yourself, Right. So that's exactly kind of what was happening, right? Because uh, last summer was when he was diagnosed. We, that also took a really long time because even, mm, I guess, almost two years ago, we took him to Stanford because everyone's like, oh, you got to go to Stanford. That's the place to go. Okay. And that took about months before we saw the doctor. And out of that, they just basically diagnosed him with a behavioral disorder. And that was it. And that, that was left That's pretty general. <laughs> okay. <laughs> support through health insurance here when you have just a, that kind of just like a diagnosis that's just um, mm. kind of shooting yourself in the foot. And so they basically told us, you got to find somebody who deals with behavioral management strategies, a psychologist, a licensed clinical pediatric psychologist. So we found this guy.
0: And they don't have any referrals, by the way, because I'm just thinking no, they test they were, there, but they don't have referrals
2: to some... Refer- Some other places, but none of them were in in network, you know. And it's just like you're paying an arm and a leg to get and testing done. So that took a long time, and I found somebody else. And immediately, when he first met Paul, he's like, "You know, I don't mean to be rude, but your son is on the spectrum." And that just kind of floored me. You know, it's (laughs) like we kind of have an answer, but he's like, "But you know, to be fair, we actually need to, you know, continue doing these testing." You know, and he looked at what they did at Stanford. And I think they did like three quarters of the tests that are for like the traditional autistic children. But I don't think they have a means or they didn't have or they didn't do the test that actually depicts like high functioning from the kind of the other kids on the spectrum. And so this psychologist said that there's a particular part of test that you have to do that you have to get retrained every three months for. So he does this crazy training. And so he actually... Very easily wrote up this, you know, that's diagnosis that's in the spectrum. But then, of course, <laughs> after dealing with this for five years now, oh my gosh. it's stressful. And I felt myself getting into, like, a lot of, like, depression. And then I've had also some family members pass away recently. Well, it's going to be about a year now. Mm-hmm. And I just started having a really hard time and started to think about maybe going myself to see a therapist and then... uh
0: well, That's a lot to take on. I mean, that's a big yeah. story that you've been working with and it probably <laughs> hasn't been a lot of space for you, you know?
2: Exactly. And then, you know, it's kind of like weird lucky stars aligning, but at the very end of the year... It was kind of a really bad year because I was the same year, last year, 2018, that Paul was diagnosed. My stepdad had passed away. Ugh. It was the anniversary of my mom passing away of four years prior.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
2: uh, you know, I went out and I went to this uh, Open Studios, which is in downtown San Jose, for an artist colony or artist uh, you know,
0: Collective or group. something. Yeah. <laughs>
2: And I uh, just went there and I met a bunch of artists and there was a fellow mom artist that I met and she had two boys and I don't know what it is. Sometimes when you meet somebody, you just instantly yep. connect. Yes. And I feel like I had this connection with you yeah. so many years ago. Yeah. In, Prague. in Prague. It's just like once in a blue moon, you meet somebody that's it's like a crazy connection. And we spoke for about two hours and I felt oh. so bad because there was all these people coming in and out of your studio. <laughs> And even people came in and they're like, How to how long do you two know each other? We're like, we just met like, <laughs>
0: Three minutes ago. <laughs>
2: yeah. Three yeah. hours. Such a bizarre connection. And we kinda oh, we wonderful. kept in touch. We met for coffee. We went out. And she is such a like amazing artist here. She does like 3D figurative um like fabric and just kind of like she just works in these like three-dimensional geometric shapes and just it's, she's just a brilliant artist that does just like felting and oh, crazy, wow. crazy culture. And, uh, you know, I turned 40 this past year. And so <laughs> one time. day we went for coffee. <laughs> yeah. He was I mean, what is, like, what is it that I really want to do, you know, yeah. as far as like a job or what I'm really interested in? And I told her, it's funny that you kind of said that because, you know, my husband and I were kind of talking about life and what it means because, you know, life is short and that's kind of what my husband told me and he's like you, we're turning 40 what is really the most important thing and I'm like well it would be great if I could go and like you know make some money and kind of like support our family and he's like no 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 what is it that you really yeah. want to do like what is it in your heart yeah. what is it that's something that you've been like holding on to but you haven't really been able to do it and I <laughs> said I would love to maybe have my own studio one day But that's not going to, like, happen because that's just, you know, it's so far out of reach, and it's just crazy. And it's something that my mom and I, when she was still alive, we talked about all the time. And uh, so I told this to Stephanie, and uh, she was like, well, you know, at the Alameda Artworks, it's kind of hard to get in. It's a waiting list of, like, 20 years (laughs) to (laughs) try (laughs) to get in. But she's like, well, you know, you never know, because there's a lot of, you know, we're a very close, tight-knit community, and I'll put a like a message up on our board, and we'll see if anybody is interested. And uh, we go down to San Diego for Christmas and New Year's, and we're with my brother and his family, and we're at Legoland, and out of the blue, <laughs> two days before the end of the year, I get a phone call from Susan, and she's like, I'm an artist at the Alameda Artworks, and Stephanie put in such a great word for you, and she's like, I don't want to promise you anything, but I would love it if you could come by and see the studio, see if you like it. It's a, sh- it's a shared studio, so there's like three spaces in one room. And this is a pretty big complex. It's actually like an old roller skating rink that's oh, like wow. <laughs> with like 30 different rooms, I think. And each room has, you know, a lot of them are shared. There's like two artists in each studio. Mm-hmm. But this one is the one and only studio that actually has three working artists in there. And so she's like, it's a really small space, and it's kind of tiny. I'm not really sure if you'd be really interested in it. But we want to first meet you and see if you're going to fit in and kind of connect personality-wise. So I told her I'll be back in town on New Year's Eve day. And so we met in the morning with all these other artists who are so fun and so, (laughs) like, like, eccentric and just creative and they just kind of I don't know it was like a great connection and we just chatted for about I don't know 10-15 minutes and they're like you know what we like her we like her tell her it's okay shake your hand (laughs) so we shook hands and I signed over a check and I've been painting since the beginning of this year
0: so what an amazing way to start your year
2: It's been such a great outlet because, uh, you know, I have a sitter that comes in the afternoon once or twice a week, and that's just my time. I don't have anything else committed during those three hours gone. It's just, and I make sure that nobody else gets into that slot in the calendar. Doctor's (laughs) appointment, the other time.
0: That is where where the willpower is because there's a million things you can get done without the distractions but that's yeah. fantastic that you're really uh-huh. sticking with it and I've been watching these kind of colors evolve can I ask you because I just have tears streaming down my face like tears of joy for you like see as it's you're telling this to... story I just can't help it I know I'm just <laughs> such a sap but I can't help it because I just um you're such a beautiful soul and I can only imagine how it's been you know to really work through all of this stuff and to have you come back to your art is just, it just warms my heart because I remember going to your opening in Vershevice, uh, kind of Venerati zone at the check-in, yeah. and yeah. that's the last I heard about your art, and I knew that you did sing sometimes, but can I ask you, when was the last time that you were really taking time for your art before this happened?
2: That no, was actually, that it was the last time. It was when I was painting in Prague. Okay. It was you know that economic crisis that everybody was <laughs> <lost it. laughs> right yeah and uh so I just decided that I was going to start painting there was something that was kind of uh on this list in my mind um that I had you know like goal number one goal number two goal number three goal number one was always to kind of start painting and trying to you know exhibit my artwork and trying to get it out there and trying to get people to you know, maybe buy it one day. (laughs) We'll (laughs) see.
0: Can you tell us a bit about your your art pieces? Because I'm going to definitely steal some of the shots that you've been sharing with us and and ask you for it. I just, I see the one with your dog, with your son. I saw blue. I see some different colors and there feels like there's some meaning with the different colors because you've talked about the connection with people and things. So can you tell us a little bit about, you know, at least the, the things that are stand the, the pieces that are standing out in your mind right now and and kind of what's inside the layers of the color and the stories there.
2: Yeah. So I think right off the bat, you know, I needed to find something that I truly love. And that's kind of crazy because it's my dog, right? <laughs> you see, you know, <laughs> You've I'm always
0: the, had a good relationship love, with your dogs.
2: <laughs> but you know, he's the one that causes the less stress or the least amount, And a lot of
0: love, right? <laughs>
2: So that was like a great opening just to start painting again after literally eight years because that was the last time I painted was in Prague. And so I just uh, found this brush that my mom used to do because she was also a fantastic artist and she kind of gave this brush this kind of like a weird haircut where you get with like this (laughs) jacket. I'm like, you know what? That's like a great connection. I hung my mom up kind of overshadowed me and then That's I just cool. you know what, and I bring Max to the studio all the time <laughs> and all the so I love squeeze him, him into the
0: and space right?
2: He's <laughs> our mascot and he's now like sneaking into all these other pictures of other artists who've been posting about Max and so the, right off the bat, I just started focusing and I didn't want to do like this whole big scene of Max, I didn't want to do a portrait, I just wanted to focus on just parts of him, parts that just make me laugh or just make me smile and so <laughs> And, uh, and you've, and you've got I the just, paw and you've got his it's face. I, yeah, it's exactly <laughs> I like love it. One thing at a time. So, and he, I think his way of smiling or just making me smile, he's always sticking his tongue out. And I think every time <laughs> you try to snap a picture of him, 50% of the time or even 80% of the time, his tongue is just sticking out. And so. <laughs> So uh, that was one of the paintings I worked on, and it was just really fun just to try to figure out how to paint fur and how to paint animals. That was actually my first time I ever painted an animal before. So, and I was just stunned. I felt like the magic of my mom was coming through my arm and through the paintbrush and <laughs> onto the canvas, and just it was a great That's time. And uh, and then I did a series of Max. I think I did about three different pieces of him, and one was his paw, and one. <laughs> with his tongue sticking out and then there's kind of his eye he's got these cutest <laughs> kind of he draws in everybody because he's just kind of uh, he's my therapy dog too right <laughs> so <laughs> and then um uh, I finished that series and then I started thinking about Paul again and then I felt like you know maybe he has all these different ways of thinking mm. and I'm trying to still figure that out, and uh, I figured maybe, you know, I have so many parents and friends who have autistic children, so I was thinking maybe I can try to figure out a way to do a series kind of focusing on, like, what an autistic kid sees or what Mm -hmm. we see when we look at an autistic kid, because when you look at him, you don't have no idea that he is autistic, just because he looks like a normal kid, he kind of plays and he runs around. Absolutely. And there's no like disability that you can see physically, like an architectural almost map of a neighborhood, right? How and like all the connected kind of it looks like to us, like a road and going to all these different houses. So that's how he builds houses. It's kind of like a flat, almost map image. (laughs) So it's always something very different. And so, and a lot of times I feel like he kind of like hides behind these images, you know, and he likes to put them over his eyes and. For a long time, his favorite color, and the only thing he could see was the color purple. You know, Mm -hmm. he never saw all the other colors. But now, all of a sudden, he started seeing the color blue. And so, which was interesting, because then he was holding this piece, and he would kind of, like, hide behind the piece. So one of those, what I call the Faces of Autism series, he's kind of, like, hiding behind this magnet tile, because sometimes he just wants to kind of communicate through this tile to you. And so, and then other times, you know, he really has like a good time with it and he's kind of laughing and smiling and you have no idea, you know, that, you know, and it's just like a moment where, wow, we had like a good day today, which is like, it feels like far and few in between. So I Mm -hmm. wanted to kind of capture both where he's kind of hiding his face and then the other one where you kind of like see him, a complete clear image of his whole face where he's actually like happy and he looks Mm -hmm. like a like a kid. And so, and it turns out that the day that I actually finished that painting, which was such a rare, like, occasion, because I was like, you know, I I feel like the month of April it's like there's some, like, day uh, or national day of, like, autism, but I have no idea what day that was. <laughs> so I looked at that, like, it happened to be the next day, and now oh, I'm, like, really blanking. I think it was April 2nd, but I don't remember the specific day, and then I'm like, and then the whole theme is blue for autism, and so even wow. all over the world, like, light up the like the Eiffel Tower in blue and they just have all these like national ma- landmarks they like light up in the color blue as like this ne- international awareness of autism. Well that's and synchronicity it, like, isn't it? It's amazing. <laughs> crazy coincidence that it so happened to be that day that I finished the painting of Paul with his face smiling looking through this blue tile. So it was kind of an interesting also to try to do like a portrait, because it was, uh, it was a really long time since I've done a portraiture. I think the last time I did it, <laughs> it was in high school, so that was wow. like a couple decades ago. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so that was kind of a fun medium, and just to work with just one color, and just different shades of that color was just an added level of challenge to try to get that onto a canvas, so... But, yeah, so that was kind of fun just to try to work with that. And it's still, it's not a finished series, but I needed to take a break from that because I felt a little too emotional. and It
0: must be really intense because you're diving into it, you know.
2: And then I just wanted to do something very simple and sort of kind of more relaxing. So I just started, we walk all the time because fresh air and getting outside and kind of riding a bike kind of helps calm Paul and right now in California there's so many beautiful flowers mm. just blossoming so I've been just taking pictures of all these daisies and there's so many different colors and so many so I've been doing uh, now a series of different daisy flowers in different <laughs> colors and so that's kind of the journey I'm just trying to get everything ready for uh, an exhibit that's coming up here yep. and it's a group exhibit that's coming up at third weekend of May so
0: yeah, tell us more. I, I I'm gonna have okay. the link. I already have it ready to go on the on our website because I always add some information for our listeners. Well, awesome. But Thank um, you. I know we'll have this. My plan is to have this edited, you know, before your show, so that people can kind of get that juice to get excited and uh, come on down. So- but give us <laughs> give, give us a little bit of information on, on yeah. um how to what's going to be happening and and how it works and hours and yeah. days and all that.
2: It's an it's a organization here called Silicon Valley Open Studios, and they have been running this for 33 years now. And what it is, is they did try to get together all the artists in the Bay Area to kind of promote their own studio. So whether that's like their own home studio or oh. if they have a group studio where they're with a bunch of different artists. And it's just a great way to actually get your first foot in the door, I think. And also just to continue getting your foot in the door and just traveling along the way. We had and, that up in the wine
0: country, up in the Sonoma County. I know they open yeah. studios and it was just a beautiful, I just remember the day as a, as a visitor, I remember mm-hmm. just how inspiring it was, you know, the stories of the people and touching in with different people's art and discovering new people and, 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 just also being reminded of what what art is because it's got so many different forms. So what a neat thing that mm-hmm. you're you're a part of that creation now yeah. in, in uh, Silicon Valley. That's awesome.
2: So yeah, so it's the first three weekends of May, but uh, like I said, it, it every weekend covers a different like local area. Okay. So the last or the third weekend, it's May 18th and May 19th. That it covers all of San Jose. And I'm uh, I'm really lucky to be in a group kind of community Great. because uh, it's a better opportunity for getting so many more people to go through. So, but so I'll be displaying my artwork at a place called the Alameda Artworks. It's in downtown San Jose with 31 other artists, and uh, we're going to be having open doors from 11 to 5 both Saturday and Sunday. So sure. that's the, again May 18th and May 19th, and. Uh, We're going to have snacks, we're going to have wine, (laughs) (laughs) refreshments, and it's going to be hopefully. uh, I'm getting really excited because it's going to be my second kind of showing of my artwork. The first time was in Prague, and the second time is now. uh, I feel like it's the first time again, right? Because it's been a a while and it's a new evolution of artists. and... You know, I'm very new in uh, in this community, but everybody's been so welcoming and so open arms and just, uh, you know, helping me and actually coaching me kind of along the way of Yay. how to get my studio ready and <laughs> that I should be getting business cards ready and like some sellable, like uh, thank you cards or just some kind of extra. Yeah, yeah. You know, for people to be able to take something you know, with well, them. So interested in buying your artwork, but just trying to find different ways just to get it out there and, you know. But that's a
0: that's a big thing because people all, can't always afford your beautiful artwork. Some people will want to invest in that, but definitely uh-huh. people like to have those kind of big postcards or something that they can frame. And, you know, maybe yeah. when they, you know, get a bonus, they can come and get the real thing <laughs> <laughs> <That's right. laughs> or you get one of those Silicon Valley people to come down and, and invest, be your patron. Yeah well you
2: know and then all the artists they say that there's like gallery owners that come or other studio kind of owners oh we got little guy back
0: hey hi hi Hi. very nice to see you nice little face little blonde curls i won't keep you too much longer you've got your kiddos coming back but um if, if i can ask you is there any other way that people can get a hold of you uh yeah, so I
2: have a website too, and
0: I, I
1: have no cotton. <laughs> oh good.
0: <laughs> like oh, I'm
2: gonna see if I can send this
1: guy. Yeah, back you home. have no contact.
2: <laughs> Thank oh, you me. for telling us. Can you yeah. go back outside? Can you go find a tennis ball for me? <gasps> no. That, no, I want to be here with you, mommy.
1: Swing, mommy. You want to
2: go swing? Can you go outside and go ask daddy, please? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Well,
0: we can get that information later as well, and put it on the website, or I can tack it on the I'm
2: beginning happy. part there. Yeah. Well, the website is um That's s u z a n n e k o h o u t. dot com. Super. So, and it's got my number on there, and it has uh, all the artwork that I've been working on, and uh, that's probably the best way right now cool. to get in touch, and of course. <laughs> social media and facebook and instagram learning all these new social medias yes well well uh
0: anything that you're on i will definitely be getting that (laughs) from you and tacking it onto our website so people can follow your beautiful journey and if i can ask you just one last (gasps) question yes hello little mister (laughs) i know it's hard to focus don't worry i know (laughs) i'm a way imperfect parent normally it's my daughter screaming in the background
2: hey little munchkin what's that It's the sun to go like.
0: It's the sun, okay, go (laughs) like sun. Oh, there it is! Oh my goodness! Thank you. Don't worry. I'm gonna see if Daddy can take you for one more minute. Just, I'm sorry, little honey. Just one more minute, and I give your mommy (laughs) back. I promise. Here,
2: here. Can you go?
0: Okay. <laughs> it's okay. We'll be fast. Don't worry, don't worry. So if I could ask you just your in your high dream, Susie, um let's say uh, a mom or a dad has heard your story today and and um they come to see your art, or I don't know, what would be your highest dream for this art show, not only for yourself. But also for the the message or the I don't know the aha what 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 would you hope that somebody could get from this if there was another parent for example who's been going through something similar what would be your high dream for for them and either it's connected to the show or just life and with a kid <laughs> on the spectrum what would be your words or hopes
2: that's a great question
0: (laughs) you don't have to have an answer but it's just whatever comes whatever comes naturally it's
2: uh um, you know i think um you know first first and foremost i think it's like uh it's an it's kind of a selfish thing too but it's for me to help just to like get the stress out and like you know through the art also it's just like helping a release and Kind I like getting it out there, because before I used to be so scared to talk about it, and yeah. I didn't really know even how to talk about it, and I think there's a lot of parents who probably are going through the same thing, and I think a lot of artwork, you just have, you kind of create this kind of connection, um, and so I'm trying to, myself, kind of get more open and trying to put it out there, you know, and uh, even my own feelings, not just, like, the artwork, and through yeah. the artwork I'm experiencing, like, my own therapy and like how to try to talk about it some more whether it's autism or just you know what I've been going through with like the passing of some of my family so hopefully it reaches to some people as well who are also dealing with the same thing that I was dealing with or they just need somebody extra to talk to or you know hopefully as my kind of he grows, too, with other parents who have kids on the spectrum. They're giving me, like, insights of where to go or summer camps of where to go. You know, it, it just like it really helps to try to figure out or just to have a shoulder to cry on, you know.
0: <laughs> Someone who
2: gets it, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, because even myself, you know, I still have times and moments where it's really difficult for me. Of course. Um, <laughs> it's a big deal. <laughs>
0: It's a big deal.
2: Yeah. And I just want so, to
0: say that I think you... Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
2: No. I mean, it was just a, a lingering, so I don't know.
0: <laughs> I just wanted to say that um, you're really brave for being willing to um, see who Paul is and to go on this path with him. There's a lot of parents, having been a teacher here in Prague, I have seen parents who wouldn't look at it. And what that does to their kids, because it's it's a very intense thing to go through as a parent. And uh-huh. um, so I just want to say that it's you're really brave, that you're you're willing to really um, move along in the journey with him and that you're putting it out there is an inspiration for other parents that you're really you are putting it out there literally in full blown color And, um, and I think it's true that people, there's like a, it's not exactly shame, but it's how to manage. You don't want to be a burden to other people. Like, do people want to have the conversation, whatever it is, all the million things that go through a parent's mind, whether they've got a kid on the spectrum or something else, it's, you know, you can feel alone really fast and finding that network and that community, whether it's. People coming to see your art or you're in a group together and you can talk about things or share resources, whatever it is. But I want to say, Susie, I just want to encourage you. I think that whatever you're doing, however it feels on different days, um, something's in alignment. The fact that this thing happened with the blue during your painting and the day of autism and the blues and at the same time that this studio space opened up for you, there's something powerful there. And all I want to say is you're on the right path. Because things are unfolding so thank you for showing the way to other people hello Paul darling I haven't seen you since last year nice hi nice to see you hi sweetheart hey <laughs> nice smile we were just talking mm-hmm. about art and cool kids and mm-hmm. evolutions in the world how you doing <laughs> <Can you go? laughs> nice to see himself, huh? <laughs> In the video, <laughs> cutie. I Don't worry. Okay, I'm
2: gonna close it. Please. Can you go outside one more? Thank yeah. you. Uh, Don't worry, I'll let you go. I kids, know once the
0: kids are back, it's hard not to get no, mommy. I totally I just get it. The
2: door and locked it now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now it's mommy's time. No, well you can
2: just turn no, off with I me just, and then just have a read a book or something. No, I'm yeah, I, I think just one last thing I wanted yes. to say is kind of like a tie what you were saying. It's just like I felt so scared for so long with Paul because I felt like you know is it something that I did or you yeah. know did I have too many glasses of wine when I was pregnant you know, not that I was drinking, but you know no, like what, of course, what is, if everybody would do that even if they were doing everything perfectly. Or and then I thought for a long time maybe it is that I'm not like uh like as a strict enough parent, you know, and it's like, you know, like a lot of closer family, mm. you know, and all of our family is from like the old country from the Czech Republic, right? right? So they have a completely different mentality of how to raise children and it's a lot stricter sure, and it's sure. a lot more. Uh, uh, what a burden you know,
0: that must can, have been.
2: Let's say And it's yeah, so it's that was kind of an added level of challenge. So I think, um, just like doing the art and just slowly kind of carving away at my own kind of fears, I'm trying to get it out there and hopefully by carving out those fears it'll help somebody else. I'm hoping, just to kind of even just taking that first step and just trying to get, you know, your kid almost like diagnosed but you know, there's a lot of parents who don't even want to do that because they don't even feel like that. They feel that's even scary because they feel like what are other people going to think? How are they yeah. going to kind yeah. of us? And sure, that happens. And I'm and, trying to grow thicker skin as my husband has. <laughs> so. uh,
0: and, and the thing is with truth, even though it's a relief on one hand to know whether it's you or somebody else, uh, it often means having to change how you think, how you do everything in your life, and not everybody's up for that at some point. they're going to get <laughs> forced into that direction, and it's going to be super uncomfortable. but mm-hmm. at the moment, you know I'm thankful for Paul that you guys met the right people at the right moments who were willing to say it and and that you found some resources and you're 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 finding your way, and there's going to be those really hard days where you think, oh. oh. blah blah whatever I don't even have the words um but you you know you guys are making it through and and just know like we always say at imperfect parenting you know we're humans and part of the the learning is you know all the mistakes we make along the way and and I think kids definitely we teach each other right like we're the guides to keep them from dying you know when they're small and kind of guide them as best (laughs) we can and in in their own direction, just helping to keep them safe and fall from falling off the cliffs as much as you can and falling sometimes, (laughs) but they're doing the same for us. And it's, it's such a powerful journey. And, and I know that it's, um, must be really intense. And, uh, I hope that you and whoever else is out there listening, you guys can all connect somehow and, uh, keep each other going and reminding each other of the, the light along the way. And, you're lighting the way with a, a rainbow of colors right now. So we're looking forward to that in May. <laughs> exactly. Your own spectrum. Maybe that's it. You're creating your own version of spectrum. <laughs> would you have any tips or tricks that you would want to offer any other parents listening that have kids on the spectrum? You talked about Picasso's tiles. Uh, we love GeoSmart. If you've never used those, those are also... Um, those are 3d version of the sort of magnets that connect together in geometric shapes. Are there any other things that, that you thought, like you had an aha moment, like this is, I'm so glad I found this or just taking this quiet moment or like what helps you survive the toughest weeks? Let's (laughs) say it like that.
2: (laughs) This is going to sound really weird, but sometimes Paul gets kind of like what we call a manic phase where he just starts, like, he sounds like an alarm going off and it sometimes happens in public spaces. (laughs) Okay. thing that we do and it sounds and it looks really weird but we're like hey you know what it's time to do wheelbarrow and he's like oh, okay and so it's you know it's like you keep he, he lays on the ground you pick up his legs uh-huh. and he like walk with his arms so right? it shifts
0: him into a different
2: it, it's yeah because it's like working his body and it's kind of like you know it's kind of that strength that he needs and like fine motor skills and it just uh-huh. helps rebalance his nervous system cool I don't know but it's weird, like in the middle of a restaurant where everybody's singing, kind all around. And then I'm like, it's kind of weird, but you know, like, what else? What else is there? You know, like. Well, if it regrounds
0: them. I mean, those are the those are the the things that you might not find right away on your own. It so.
2: helps. It's kind of like a weird thing, and so and then we do like lobster crawl, you know. <laughs> And sometimes we have to have like a, um, like a suitcase or something where we like put a lot of heavy stuff in there. So he's doing like a lot of heavy work and that kind of like helps kind of recalibrate, like <laughs> like reset. <laughs> and uh, those are some little things. And then like in the restaurant, it's kind of the hardest because there's just, you know, like this expectation of sitting at the table and being there and kind of quiet. And uh, so yeah. we have a lot of like little fidget things that he can play with. Okay. So I, have, I carry him tops so he can kind of spin tops on the table cool. and now I just found a new like fidget toy kind of like those weird geometric kind of spinny mm-hmm, things mm-hmm. and just whatever small and kind of light. Is that <laughs> what you just... use
0: when you're traveling to, yeah. to survive well, I mean, the 20 hours of flying and whatnot when you go to meet family?
2: But even five minutes like he, he only lasts. if you're lucky, for five minutes but five minutes feels like an hour sometimes with him (laughs) you know that's that's good because if he can kind of re re re-engage or just kind of refocus somewhere else that's kind of what we're hoping for just so he can kind of you know not be so intense you know so well
0: it's good that you you (laughs) caught it now like at this age I don't know if we talked about it before I know that I babysat a couple of kids now they're total grown ups, but there were two brothers who were um autistic and one they didn't catch till much later and he has a hard harder time to um engage in the same way in a, in a way that is more functional the other one you would hardly know like i remember a lot of the same things that you're talking about you would hardly know because they started so early i think he was three or four when they figured it out and yeah, and yeah. now i mean not now but like a few years ago when i saw him last i would hardly know because he's uh learned to manage in the outer world how to manage it and how to reorient himself whereas the other one was something like eight or nine I think if I remember something like oh I don't know somewhere in that age group I might have it completely wrong but uh it was a dramatic difference and in those couple years really made a huge difference so I'm glad that You know, he's in there smiling in the in the in the Skype camera, so
2: you know. (laughs) We're trying to do all the early intervention as possible. We go to like a social skills group every Saturday, which is great because it combines just kids who are typical and kids on the spectrum and he's kinda learning about feelings and emotions because that's such an abstract thought. You know, it's like anybody who's like I think on the spectrum, they have such a hard time. Reading people's faces and understanding what those feelings and emotions are. So, they're trying to teach them in these like fun, kind of game like ways. And they have all these books. And of course, we're now buying all those same books just so we can <laughs> read it at home again. So, and then we also do occupational therapy where we say, Oh, we're going to go to the big kid gym, you know. But he does a lot of body work that kind of helps. Uh, re-stabilize kind of his nervous system. They call it a like a nervous system diet or something, you know. <laughs> so they find different ways to kind of help him calm down. Like we have a soft brush, and instead of brushing your hair, we brush his arms. Yeah, and it, thats the nervous system, just to kind of act a little bit more calm or calmer.
0: It's funny because Ellen and I do that with a um blush brush.
2: Oh, that's a good idea. A, I mean, <laughs>
0: uh, because it, as a calming thing as well, ironically and she'll do it, we do it over her whole body and then mm-hmm. she'll do it to me and that calms her. Cause so when she's kind of screaming, <laughs> I do the same thing. I honestly, <laughs> and it's super soft, you know, and you can get kind of cheapy brushes, but
2: that sounds and cool. So, and I'm still learning. And because now with his diagnosis, we're going to be getting a therapist that's going to be coming to the house. And oh, wow. helping him like, it's going to be like 15 hours of at home therapy. So that's going to be, super helpful to try to figure out different things and now Hi. we have somebody he needs making them
0: so you're talking about me i'm back
2: can i you smell like strawberries mm. did you find mm-hmm. some strawberries
1: yeah from the uh, my daddy put them
2: oh it's- you're so lucky his name is modic yeah <laughs> Thank you for telling Ariel. Can you give me five more minutes and then I'll go play with you, okay?
0: Oh, yay. Playtime is going to be fun, huh? (laughs) Maybe you can share a strawberry with your mommy.
2: Can you please give me five more minutes, sweetie? Yeah? Can you go close the door, please? I'm almost finished, okay?
0: I promise you get her back. I won't steal her for too much longer. I promise.
1: Hey, I'm in Prague.
0: We're going to see you this summer.
2: We're gonna go see Ariel. Yeah,
0: and Ella is bigger now, so she's way more fun.
2: Remember, Ella gave you those cool wooden cars. Still <laughs> have them and think about her. <laughs> she turned
0: three now, so she's bigger. She can do a lot more fun stuff with you.
2: Molly, <laughs> can you please go and I'll be with you in just a few minutes? Thank you, buddy. I love you. Oh, there's <laughs> door. We're working on that one. Well,
0: I think in any house, it's big noises are hard to. Yeah, messes and big
2: noises. Don't have any, like, insulation, so everything is, like, ten times louder.
0: So Uh, It's one of the things about California versus here. I'm like, oh, it's so nice. I don't hear my neighbors hardly at all. Like, they scream, we don't hear them. We scream, they don't hear them. Hear us, (laughs) you know, like, when we're fighting and the kids are away or whatever. I'm like, oh, yeah, the walls are paper thin in California if we ever end up there. (laughs) (laughs) But there's better weather.
2: Yeah. Anyway. So I'm hoping that uh, I'm gonna learn more tips and techniques because I don't feel like I'm anywhere close to really still dealing or learning how to kind of re-navigate Paul. So I feel like I'm just at the beginning. So, but
0: yeah, but this is
2: having this therapy and uh, it's, there's a parent training component. So I I cannot wait. It's supposed to start uh, next month, so in a few days. So we will see how that goes.
0: That'll be great. I mean, it's always I a combination.
2: Like of, sorry, go ahead. I was just saying it's kind of like my light at the end of the tunnel because it takes so long in California to get this specific uh, therapy. It's been a year, almost you have to a year, process so. everything
0: and the paperwork and uh, getting somebody. There's just
2: many kids who need the same therapy. So, and I think being in the Bay Area, there's just and so much overflow of kids that need help and additional services. And so it's so hard to find that. And then I think with a lot of these companies, there's like turnover with these. With the therapist Behave and clinicians and stuff. Wow. So, or they go from company to company and it just, you know, so I'm hoping that the one that we found, it came highly recommended. I'm hoping it's going to work. So I hope so. I mean, just also to have some
0: consistency that they have the same person for a while for him and,
2: mm-hmm. and
0: for you as well, because you're having somebody in your home, it's always,
2: you know, Yeah. And it's hopefully, just, it's an
0: adjustment to having like somebody him.
2: new. Yeah. Roommate for a couple hours every exactly. day.
0: <laughs> it's kind of a lot, you know, so... But it's an yeah. investment you're making to, to you know, find the way. And um, I'm sure it'll be a cross between your intuition and, and knowledge of Paul along with what they're telling you. And, and also as you're getting more of a... Hopefully, as things roll, you'll get a little more of a break. I mean, when you're tired and it's intense, it's hard to sometimes connect in with your intuition. Sounds like your art is probably bringing you back into that, into yourself and connecting with your own inner knowledge because when you're overloaded, it's hard to connect with that stuff. People say, oh, just follow your intuition. Well, I'm exhausted, right? Like, so you've got two kids and a big story going on. So it sounds like you've got some things happening now, which I hope will help you bring your back to your your own knowledge and along with what's um, being offered so you Uh find the way that feels good. I'm excited for you. I mean, um, thank you. (laughs) <laughs> it's a journey, right? I guess, and I, I hope I hope that uh, people can hear this and you guys can connect somehow, and um, through your art opening or some other way uh, to you know share a story, talk story, and um, be available yeah. for one another. I think ultimately, there's lots of people in the same boat, but it's finding your own personal community, you know, that makes sense for your <laughs> own heart. Community, it's
2: so hard because I feel like your kids are just, you know, the kid that's on the spectrum, it's like it, it sucks life out of you. And yeah. it's like even to connect with another parent who has a kid on the spectrum, it's really hard. It's You know, it's just like you're so tired, you're so exhausted, you forget things all the time. I mean, yeah. you yes, talk about,
0: can't keep things um, in a line in your thoughts, um, right?
2: It's like I, I really don't remember stuff. Sometimes I'm driving and I don't even know where I drove to. <laughs> <laughs> So involved with, in, I don't know what. So, but, uh, and but you,
0: yeah. you manage with your youngest to find yeah. some, some energy for him. Or, I mean, I know that's one of the hardest things inside of a family yeah. is uh, managing to keep the balance somehow because I know it's a hard what question, you- but how do you manage that? Or, <laughs> I know we said we're going to well, say well, goodbye, just two more minutes. I just want to, yeah, you know, no, ask because I, pa- I know that that's a well. really tough thing in the family.
2: <laughs> Pause in school four days a week. Okay in the mornings, uh, till early afternoon. So he's now in school from like eight to one 30. Okay. And Josh and I, we actually do, that's the younger one, three year old. And we do two days a week. We do a parent participant, parent participation preschool. That's a tongue twister. So a big one <laughs> I get to, to spend time with him. So like one day he gets dropped off for a couple hours. And the other day I'm there with him and we get to play together and get okay. to be with other friends. And I get to kind of, just see his personality and it's so different than Paul and it's you know I can tell that you know he's a a typical kid and and it's also super nice to get him away because Mm. he copies all of Paul's behaviors you know he's his little shadow right now and so now it's nice to see him with other kids and actually show his true personality and how easygoing he is and how he just kind of wants to play alongside and he's he's just so chatty and so talkative and He's a he's a snuggle bunny. He just wants to snuggle all the time. Aww. Sit on my lap and so. But so it's really cute just to see that and to spend a little extra time with him in mm. that way. So, and then of course, we try to do just like Mommy Lukash dates on the weekends and and Dad gets to spend time with Paul or or vice versa yeah. just so we can have just one-on-one time with him. Because together it's double trouble.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think in any family that's ultimately the goal, if you can manage it, is is to get alone time with your kids. They're different with each parent. They cherish that time. Um, I know even Ella, like, doesn't if she, she has an idea in her mind that she's going to be with mommy for two hours, if daddy comes home half an hour early, she's kind of pissed off, even though she loves him. Because, <laughs> no, wait a minute, I'm not ready yet. We have two hours with mommy, or vice versa. If I come to the playground without warning, she's like, nope, sorry. So, I mean, I think it's it's super important. They, they, they need that time with you guys. And I think especially in the situation where you have one kid who requires more focus, then that's um, great that you guys have managed to still kind of, find a way
2: we're trying i mean we're it doesn't look pretty all the time but.
0: oh does any family look pretty all the time no and then on you facebook, add some intensity we well yes on facebook we can you know filter out the 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 ugly moments as best we can we show our best sides most of the time and, sometimes uh, i
2: feel like i should do a series just on that all the ugly moments yeah.
0: maybe that will be the next phase first you come back to the now, beauty and the light
2: I, that, and then it'll be like
0: the really awkward angle you know none of us like and you know the frowny face that your kid makes just before they make that horrible noise that makes you want to like implode because you're in a you know restaurant Uh, so (laughs) yeah I you're doing a great job I'm um you're shining regardless of what the day might have been like today you're shining today and uh, you're shining through your artwork and you are shining so that those who are having even darker days, believe it or not, are um, seeing your light and uh, finding some hope that they, the days can be easier and that there is that possibility of finding that right system, which you're still finding your groove with. So thank you for be- mm-hmm. being willing to share your story in such openness and um, it's well, thank you. that story that's going to lead the way for someone else. And that's the whole reason we're here. That's the whole reason why my my job without pay is to to really (laughs) um, uh, not only be a mom, but to share the stories of other moms and dads, and hope that somehow we can inspire one another with the not only the good days, but the crappy days, just as a reminder that you know (laughs) it's not all shiny, and we're the only ones suffering, and and that you're we're not alone, and that you're not alone. And I hope that. Every day, you you find something else that reminds you of why you're Paul's mom and Lukasha's mom, and why you're on the planet because it's your purpose is shining through right now.
2: Well, thank you so much. I feel really honored that you thought about me and that you wanted to do this with me. So I've been looking forward to this. So me too. yeah, and you're, me too. you make this you know opportunity available for not just me but everybody and you know it's very like I told you when I listened to a few of your other podcasts it's pretty amazing just to listen to I remember you were telling me like that we were very first podcast you said oh it's kind of like makeshift and it's not (laughs) Uh, we hadn't put
0: anything out yet we were being really chicken for a few
2: months (laughs) you know like how like astute you were and how many like insights and how deep you were like and, and it didn't sound like a that you were a beginner at all of this, no, you know, you like I was shaking in my boots
0: that first interview. I I didn't even know.
2: uh
0: I didn't know. <laughs> well, I I think it's all of you that inspire me. It's when somebody touches me, then that story just has to come out, no matter what my uh, fear of talking or whatever, whatever is happening inside my own self. When the when the story is meant to be alive, then it's worth pushing through all the fears and everything else just to put it out there. So thanks for being a part of that. Oh, thank you. You're
2: amazing. I can't <laughs> wait to see you.
0: You're amazing too. I can't wait to see your artwork. Cause I'll have to, I, I won't, unfortunately I won't make your, uh, probably won't make wow. your opening, but well, I can at least come and well. squeeze into your studio and, and push past your nice dog and say, I want to see that artwork she's creating right now. Mm-hmm. That sounds great. I yeah, can't wait. <laughs> cool. Oh, or we'll see you in the summer if you're going to come this direction to uh, to Prague, right? We will. Yes. Great. Yay. Thank you so Park. much for taking time <laughs> away from your kids. I know that they've been kind of like, Mommy, when are you coming back? Hey, that was a so. pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope you can still take a few couple moments to exhales and, and um, you know, whatever, whatever is... Uh, going to be helpful for the rest of the day since i know that you're just starting your day as i'm sort of ending mine still light outside i'm sure my kid's going to come screaming through the door any minute now (laughs) and uh (laughs) have a really great day thanks again and uh thank you i look forward to sharing your story
2: well i look forward to getting a big hug from you
0: definitely (laughs) have a beautifully imperfect day
2: (laughs) yes sure (laughs) bye (laughs) bye bye so
0: that's Susie. You can see, you can see, we we bonded. It was really hard to say goodbye, and we will see how we edit that actually, because it was hard to cut much, wasn't it? Like the whole story yeah, seems important. it
1: it it was a beautiful story, and I mean, I, I so you started to say goodbye, and, and then you continued for <laughs> forever, and I was saying that, and there is no clear cut to edit out, because I think everything in there has really a purpose, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, we, I, Susie's story feels important, and there's so many people now who are going through issues with kids on the spectrum, and, and finding support, and how to manage your own emotions, and the realities, and the intensity, and and the art piece was so beautiful and touched my heart so much and also to see her come back to her art because it's been such a long time and that was, I just saw her, you know, just light up. You know, we'd worked together and yeah, she was vibrant and cool but this was, it was, her soul was coming through the canvases. Yeah. And so to have that connection with her family, you know, her dog who's sort of her grounding source, you know, and her sun and her you know and the emerging of spring kind of needing to focus on different energy and different things and and viewing the world through her son's eyes trying to really align and understand and and how many people are trying to understand where is my child coming from how can I uh, I mean we all try to understand our kids right but but um and and nobody views the world in the same way. But then, when you have somebody who's absolutely viewing things differently, and to kind of get into their own their corner to understand and look through their 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 eyes, it's really powerful experience. And um, I wonder how many people are able to do that, and if maybe her work and her view can help someone or inspire them along in the, their own process to kind of find a beauty inside of everything somehow yeah. because it's a it's a big um, thing to work with and there's so much autism right now and there's so much, there's so many politics around it and where did it come from and how did it happen and you heard Susie even like, did I do something wrong? I took too many sips of wine or, yeah. you know, uh, is it about, you were saying, you know, is it about vax? Is it this? I mean, there's so many stories out there, but the bottom line is, this is where your kid is right so
1: mm. yeah and I, I i guess it was also a really a relief to kind of get it established and get help yeah. and, and I'm, i was impressed I, I, I don't know what help is out there in different countries but it seems like in california there's really a support
0: well yeah if there, if there can be a financial slash support system in it yeah. that it's it's um because they didn't used to always be that the kids that i talked about i Pretty sure that they had to pay privately for having tutors and things to try and help the the boys to work in a life that functioned differently than they did, Um, you know. So I'm glad if there's something out there. If that's the one positive thing, of more kids with on the spectrum, you know, more resources. There
1: seems to be so much more now than compared. I think there was one in ten thousand kids in the 80s and now it's one in 50 or 60. Yeah. And it could be that the the, the um, methods to
0: to test and to, check, to test and, and check
1: yeah. is, is, is more elaborated now and then in, in, in the And path. people on
0: the spectrum versus the very extreme kids yeah. that are sitting yeah. there, you know, smashing their heads and, yeah. you know, people consider an autistic kid differently. I mean, the, who's categorized, who's put in that box yeah. or on the spectrum, so to speak. So it is, that's true. It's absolutely true. One thing I didn't talk about because we were just sort of in the emotion of it and I wanted to really be focused on her story was my friend Mariana, who also calls herself Lana. She's actually in one of the islands near Brazil and she travels around and does work with kids and she actually worked and studied at the Omega Institute in New York. And Susie, I didn't get a chance to tell this to you, but I just wanted to put it out there since it just popped up now. There are some interesting points of view around autism, around how the kids are super sensitive and, and are getting so much information that it's sort of overwhelming to a lot of these kids. And in the Omega Institute, they actually realized that the kids were often communicating through telepathy. Now, whatever we believe, they were communicating differently. And when people started to work with communicating in their way, like without words, but on another level, they were actually finding they were getting some interesting results so I will see if there's a link that I can put out there just for people to explore it might be a little too woo-woo for most people but the point is sort of like Susie looking at the the way in which Paul was seeing the shapes and colors and only one color at a time or, or different colors at different points it, it tells you that they do experience the world differently and and whatever we can explore to try and connect because they can't always connect in the way that, you know, yeah. big hugs and cuddling in, you know, the way Ella will sometimes. We, we saw
1: this beautiful so. TV series. Yeah, touch. and I don't know
0: how accurate it is. So I didn't uh, mention it exactly. to Susie. I'm, sh- I'm no, assuming I mean, that she's maybe, seen maybe. Yeah, maybe but, it's but there's not, but aspects it, of it, touch it, it, that were interesting, like the yeah. geometric, the, the connections to things and the, the geometric thing you know, they showed the spirals and, and the different, they were touch, literally touching on different, um, aspects that are accurate. And then, you know, of course there's a Hollywood story in there, you know, but, you know, we appreciated what, what Kiefer and his people were doing in there. It was interesting. It it got you thinking. And I think that's, that's a key part of, of things, not necessarily the whole story, though. I, I really loved it, but it doesn't necessarily mean it was accurate, but. Um, I thought it was also interesting that, you know, they have places that do studies. No offense, Stanford, but it doesn't sound like they really gave a full spectrum, to use that word, uh, of all the possible resources. I would love to see places that are offering studies also have a really good set of resources to offer people that are not only quite expensive and, you know, out of their budget, but really everything that could be possible it would be great if whatever agencies they could all connect in and and i wonder if there's a place if there isn't then maybe one will be created where really people can be informed uh, it sounds like it's not that easy to just automatically know that there was something available how how i wonder how else things could be communicated to parents when they're not really sure uh, if their kid is part of that you know what I'm saying? Like it took a couple of years. Yeah, but a, I I, I think it's of also when, go through when this you're for a longer period, it's, it's also they live abroad. Super it's just
1: when, when you live, I mean, it's also my biggest fear when when you when you're in a your country that's not your home.
0: Yeah, but they're both fluent in English. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, but you can. It, it's still all these. Structures well, and, and it's images. worse for
0: us because our check is really crap. Yeah, so we wouldn't know in a hundred years. We don't even know when there's an event happening around the corner from us, yeah, but unless it, we look on Facebook. I think
1: when so you're you, when you're not naturally part of the you, you're part of society, yeah. but you're still kind of. A I agree. So I guess the so question is, so where you, would
0: that information yeah. come? I'm always curious. Like it's not like a magic orb is going to figure out you know for you and show up at your no. house. So I'm wondering what ways in which we can connect with parents around the world because we have world listeners. Now we know we have people in Pakistan and Peru and, you know, all U.S. and and Europe and all over. So this is, we're talking about somebody's experience in the U.S. and um, hopefully it opens some doors and windows for people to be able to find ways with their kids and with themselves to take the time for themselves to give energy to, grounding yourself inside the process Mm -hmm. and the question is how how do people connect with um, community the right community for them and I guess you can google it and hope that you find something Uh, but I I hope that in the future it's I don't know a little simpler because I think people are really struggling I think parents struggle on the planet anyway you add any additional intensities or issues or things inside of that then it's uh, we all have something Right, in two yeah, different, no, different totally. levels but yeah. this is, I mean, you know, it, it challenges your soul yeah. you know, because yeah. you need to have space for yourself but at the same time know that your kid needs you so much yeah. and if you have more than one, you know, she's got more yeah. than one child yeah. and other people often have more than one child and there's often issues, the kids, the boys that I knew the daughter, who was the oldest she was angry because the boys got all the attention so she was acting out a lot and I'm sure that happens a lot in families because it's just when there's one kid that needs a lot the other kids get less yeah. and they have to just deal with that but it's it's tricky to find the balance between all the things and then on top of it the parents relationship and their, themselves we didn't even touch on that you know because I was uh, you know we were focusing on art exploration and viewpoint so but I'm just very thankful Susie and I had a conversation a year ago when we met outside, just around the corner from here, and she had just gotten the news basically, and was sort of relieved, and then at the same time, you know, it adds a lot yeah, of new questions, wow. and so it's really nice to come back around almost a year later and see where things are and that she's found a new.
1: Space oh, it's beautiful it. to see. Uh, and so brave. Sharing, Thank you sharing, for sharing sharing the story like that. And. To, to follow up when she's here in the summer yeah,
0: yeah. I'm looking forward I will definitely I got I a chill when, you, when yeah. you just said that so that must be destiny yeah. so um, yeah. I always love to be face to face with people you know that so any of you out there who are in your own challenge somewhere on the spectrum um, definitely you know reach out to Susie or go she has a, an incredible um, Silicon Valley open studios we're going to put it, uh, the information into the blog and uh, definitely show up. You know, community is important. Come see the art. Don't say anything. Connect and make a future coffee date. Or write us in questions on our Facebook group or to our email, whatever. And, uh, you know, don't be afraid to connect. It's, this is your story. And we honor that. So, um, and those of you who have friends, please pass it on just to, I don't know, give them something else to connect with. We thank you all for being out there and for touching in for a moment. You know, again, I had tears in talking to Susie because it just, and even now, thinking about it, I get tears again. I'm just, I'm very touched by the willingness of people to share their intimate realities of their families. So thank you, everyone, for being out there.
1: Have a wonderful,
0: imperfect day. Thank you for listening to Imperfect Parenting and our Imperfect Podcast. For show notes, links to things we discussed, our blog, and more, please go to our website at www.imperfectparenting.net. If you have questions, comments, or stories you'd like to share, please go to our social media on our page Or write us at info at imperfectparenting.net. We would love a review on iTunes from you and might have a couple surprises at the other side. So IP parents around the world, keep having a wonderfully imperfect day.